Good evening and a warm welcome to all of you at home, to People of Note. This program is broadcast every Sunday at 6, and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. And I'm fascinated to hear the story of Tzu Fan Tang, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. I remember him as the leader of the University of Cape Town Orchestra when he was a student there, but he's been uh, abroad for some time now. He went as a student to London to do his master's, and he's now back in South Africa just for a short while, and I was very glad to be able to catch up with him after you've been away for 10 years, Tsufan. Yeah, 10 years is a long time, Richard. It uh, certainly is yeah. a long time. And what, what have you been doing? Because the last time I saw you, you were a about to graduate as a Bachelor of Music, I think, at UCT. Yes, I think. Uh, I think I was just, yes, about to. Ad I did my honors at the same time as I started my master's in, in because of the hemisphere differences in the academic years. So there was a bit of a crossover. But yes, at the end of my bachelor's at UCT. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to London? Mm hmm. At the Royal College of Music. I studied with. Natasha Boyarsky, uh, she's a, quite a well-known pedagogue in the Russian, the new Russian school of violin playing, uh, not the old Soviet style, but. <laughs> and you are now, you've got a master's degree. Yes. And what are you doing now? I do what uh, most people, most classical musicians in uh, London do is uh, we play for various orchestras, we freelance, we, uh, um, teach a little bit, uh, play in various chamber ensembles. I've just started uh, my own string quartet at the beginning of this year. Um, of course, it's going to take a while to gain our repertory and traction, but yeah, we're meeting up quite often to rehearse. And are, you, are they the same sort of age as you? Yes, yes. Uh, maybe slightly younger, maybe by, by two years or so. You're an old man now. <laughs> <laughs> So, you're, well, what age are you now? Uh, 33. 33. Mm. And, but you've had, obviously had a lot of experience now in London. Um, and you, I'll pick you up in a moment on the freelance aspect, because you said like what most classical musicians do in London, which is to freelance. Mm. And we're going to talk about that and how the orchestras operate in London. But let's listen to your first choice of music, which is a Chiacona by Andrea Falconieri, Daniel Hope is leading the musician the musicians here which are the solos from the chamber orchestra of europe daniel hope also uh, ex-south african he was born in durban now an international violinist here we go chiacona a chiacona by andrea falconieri featuring solos of the chamber orchestra of europe and daniel hope the choice of Tsufan tang who's my guest in people of note tonight before we get on to orchestras and things, just tell us what you have been doing in South Africa. Because you've been here for just about a week or so. How long have you been? Uh, well, my father is still in Port Elizabeth. That's where I grew up. Um, I, we were, um, they immigrated when I was five years old from Taiwan. So he's still around, and uh, that's one of the reasons I came back. Oh, to, so, so you've been to see yes, family? Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. a week ago I was in PE. And uh, now I'm in Joburg so that I can do con a concert with friends. Yeah. And uh, what brought your family from Taiwan? Uh, well, that's a tricky question. Because there, yeah. there is quite a big Chinese community in 
South Africa. Yes. When, and I'm, when I say Chinese, I suppose I include Taiwanese. Mm -hmm. Is there a distinction? Do, do the Taiwanese see themselves as, well, I'm sure they do see themselves as slightly different to the mainland Chinese. Uh, but there is quite a big Chinese community in South Africa now. There is a big community, uh, community and I, th I feel that uh, the, one, the, the, the people that have migrated out of Asia and are living in the West or in Australia, New Zealand, wherever, uh, they do see themselves as one community of Mandarin-speaking, you know, Chinese. Yes. What was your language? Also Mandarin. Also Mandarin. Yes. Mandarin. Yeah. And what made you start the violin? Oh, <laughs> well, my mom, she's a piano teacher, but not she. She wasn't a performer to like a professional level, but she could still teach you know kids to up to grade eight level. So she was a piano teacher, and uh, she was also my first piano teacher. Was which wasn't always the greatest idea. Yeah, and she said, mm, you know, you should do play another instrument as well. So, okay, violin was the next obvious choice. And you started in PE? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then you uh, after school, so did you finish your schooling in Port Elizabeth? Yeah. And then you moved to Cape Town? Yeah, and I did my, yeah, my bachelor's in Cape Town with yeah. Farida. Now, Farida Basharova is the uh, violin teacher in Cape Town, and she definitely is from the Russian school. Yes. New or old? <laughs> she is uh, more inclined on the oldest side. Yeah. yeah. And just what is the distinction between those two? Is there a stylistic thing? Um, well, you see, the, the Russian tradition of uh, musical interpretation is quite, uh, there's a, a strict way of how you should approach you know various styles of music so in terms of that there isn't much difference because that's a great heritage that they've been passing down for for generations but in terms of technique there is a difference yes uh, so the new school of uh, Russian playing is trying to focus on not being too heavy-handed with the bow and also to have a much freer sort of sound and uh, very as relaxed as possible, basically. A smooth, relaxed sound. Because the Russian violinists are famous for their big sound that they produce. Yes, they are. Yes. But uh, sometimes if you digging a bit too hard, it's a bit uh, counterintuitive. So, you, and you find yourselves amongst players of similar style now in London. Yes, I think uh, everyone sort of brought up in my generation now is sort of has it's everything has become a lot more globalized. Yeah, so there isn't such a distinct anymore, but definitely in England, in uh, especially at the Minion School, the the students that they produce, a lot of them are uh, trained in this style. Yeah. Let's listen to your next choice, which is one of the four last songs by Richard Strauss. Kirita Kanawa is the singing. It's spring, and the Vienna Philharmonic are conducted by Sir George Scholte. Spring, or Fruling, from the four last songs by Richard Strauss. Kirita Kanawa was the singer there with the Vienna Philharmonic under Sir George Scholte. The choice of Tzu Fan Tang, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. Tzu Fan uh, is a violinist who grew up in South Africa, now living in London. Did you get 
And I, I think the answer to this is yes. You got a good grounding in South Africa. Yes, I did. And so when you got to London, you found you were sort of at a similar level to other people there. Um, I wouldn't say a similar level, but it, it was different because coming, growing up in South Africa and experiencing life here has given me a, a broad range of different experiences compared to, you know, people that are raised in England, for example. Just expand on that a little. What sort of different experiences? I think uh, we are a lot more direct with our cultural diversity here. Whereas over there, they are still, you know, a lot more. Everything is <laughs> they, they they beat around the bush a bit. Yeah. yeah. So um, perhaps sometimes the way they approach music is also, you know, to be slightly not to offend anyone, not to take any uh, extreme risks or. Yeah. So that's that's what I feel I could bring differently to the table compared to the other musicians there they're tame <laughs> and you're wild <laughs> uh, well, I, I've you know after living in London for 10 years I've also been refined <laughs> <laughs> but the music scene there is still pretty active oh yes it's yeah it's it's very active uh, there's a, so much going on and there are so many fantastic musicians there so so give us an idea of your life there. You say that you play for various orchestras. What sort of orchestras are you playing for? Um, the What I'm mostly involved in these days is uh, an orchestra called the British Para Orchestra. And they are an initiative now founded, uh, funded by the British Arts Council uh, initiative to try and get uh, able-bodied musicians and disabled musicians to be able to perform on the same platform. And, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be classical music. It could be newly composed works of uh, also uh, a mixed art form. For example, we've been going uh, on tour uh, throughout the last couple of years uh, doing a show called The Nature of Why. And that is composed by Will Gregory of Goldfrap. And it, the music is fantastic. So I'm I lead the uh, string ensemble for that. And then we have dancers on stage. We have uh, disabled, blind, wheelchaired musicians on stage playing from memory. And the audience, what makes it so special is that the audience gets to walk in the midst of the performance. So it's more like performance art then? Yes, a combination of performance yeah. art and music. Yeah. And is that very rewarding for you? Yes, indeed. I, I feel that the emotions that the audience can feel from such an experience is much more raw than... A, than sitting in a concert hall. Sitting yeah. at the back of a concert hall. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so what sort of venues do you perform in? Uh, this has, we've gone to, well, Festival Hall. Um, yeah. When I get back to London now, we're doing uh, a festival in Cornwall, uh, same program, also in Blackpool, also in Manchester. So the they, t they took it to Australia, but I was 
they they invited the local musicians there fair enough but uh but the rest of the disabled musicians they were on on tour in australia uh just i think at the end of no beginning of this year yeah beginning of this year so are there quite a lot of disabled musicians then yes i've some of them you know they they were trained at the royal academy royal college you know blind musicians or musicians in chairs a uh, wheelchair sorry yeah. um yeah so they all play fantastically well but you know are not usually yeah. on a normal concert stage yeah that's interesting yeah let's listen to your next choice which is by felix mendelssohn it's the first movement of his string quartet in f minor and it's played by the henschel quartet that was the first movement of the string quartet in f minor by felix mendelssohn played by the henschel quartet it's the choice of Tzu fan tang who's my guest in people of note and just off air he was saying what an amazing piece that was is that something that you want to play with your new quartet that you're forming absolutely uh, i've got the score ready and <laughs> fresh fresh yeah. parts uh, <laughs> from and henley urtext yeah. ready 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 to play yeah have you have you already started giving concerts or is that still to come that's still to come we've been working on the schubert rosamund that that has been our project so far so we want to build at least two f full quartets and bring that two ready. full programs yeah well, yeah two full programs yeah. yeah to to bring across for a concert yeah yeah and then do you hope to play around London or do you move further afield? Is there a lot of opportunity for young players like that, young chamber music players? Well, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, chamber music, you don't do it for the money. No, no, <laughs> no I know. Yeah, so Because <laughs> it takes so much rehearsal, that's yes, the problem. Yeah. Yes, so it's purely out of our passion to work together and yeah. to make great music. But obviously, you have to make an income from your activities as a musician. Mm. So you can freelance wherever people need players. Mm -hmm. You will go as long as they pay you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's lots of that work available? There is plenty of that work available. Yeah. yeah. So for a young musician, and I'm counting you as relatively young, 33, and you're working as a freelance musician in London, you don't necessarily go hungry all the time. <laughs> Well, it does take a few years to build up a network, uh, as everything is word of mouth. Uh, uh, or if your friends, you know, want to pass your name along to a fixer, and that's sort of how you get on the list. And uh, and the fixer will always, you know, they're loyal to their their core players. So only when the core players, you know, say they've got other stuff going on, then you know you get bumped up. So you get to play. So it takes yeah. a while to build up a sort of network. Yes. And you're in the process of that. Uh, I think we'll just keep going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or are you well along the track now? Uh, well along enough, I think, yeah. yeah. You're happy where you are. Tonight. I'm happy where I'm, yeah. yeah. I think uh, in in Johannesburg, there, there is uh, what they do with the films, right? The like a live orchestra and the the giant film screen where they they just mute the soundtrack but still have all the sound effects and they play live with the with the film so yeah i in england i've been involved in the star wars uh fr so they started that at, at the end of last year the so that from from the very beginning from a new hope <laughs> playing john williams uh, like you know nine times in every you know, different cities 
yeah, everywhere. Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds, Glasgow, <laughs> Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. So that I've been doing that, and then as at the end of September, I'm doing the next one, The Empire Strikes Back. So yeah. And you don't mind if you lead the orchestra or if you don't lead the orchestra, as long as you get paid at the end of the day. <laughs> do you do you lead for these things? No. Well, I've they, the core core members of have been doing those for like I don't know the past 10 15 years at least. So the people who are sitting up front, they've been there for every concert. Yeah. So I'm, you know, helping to boost yeah. in the back. But slowly you'll you'll move forward and and build up your hopefully your reputation yeah. as a a player of note, <laughs> which is very good. I'm talking to Tsu Fan Tang, who is a, a South African, uh, grew up in Port Elizabeth, had his first violin lessons there, and then I first came across him when he was at UCT playing in the orchestra there, and he was the leader of the UCT orchestra. He studied with Farida Basharova, who was the violin teacher there, and he's now moved to London. He got his master's at the Royal College of Music, and now he's starting to make his way in the world just a matter of interest have you ever been back to taiwan uh on a few occasions because my mum uh, moved back there about two years ago and my brother's also based there now so so yes and what is the musical life like in taiwan i'm not sure because uh kaohsiung is where my family comes from and that's in sort of near the south and uh, it's not nearly as artistically vibrant as Taipei. So, yeah. <laughs> but there are orchestras there. Yeah, there is a Taipei orchestra. And Kaohsiung has one, but I think it's part-time. Because it sounds as though uh, orchestral music in China is, in Ch mainland China, mm. is quite big. We're going to come on to that in a moment. What we're going to hear now is the overture to Don Giovanni by Mozart, the Norwegian National Opera Orchestra under Rinaldo Alessandrini. That was the overture to Don Giovanni by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, the Norwegian National Opera Orchestra under Rinaldo Alessandrini, the choice of Tsufan Tang, my guest in People of Note. We were talking about um, orchestras in Taiwan and mainland China, where there are now lots of orchestras, I think, and lots of concert halls. Mm-hmm. And uh, orchestral music is really taking off there, I think. And you, as a, as a, uh, do you speak Mandarin still? I do. Yeah. yeah. And could you ever make a, a, a career change and go and play in China, maybe? Or is that not something that attracts you? Yeah, I don't think that's a, an attractive option for me. I, I, growing up in South Africa, I still feel South Africa and uh, European traditions as well. Yes, is More where your, your where my heart is. Yeah. Where yeah, my that's this is my home. Yeah, uh, it's Taiwan and China. I go there as a tourist. Okay. You know? Yeah, so I I don't. So it's a different culture for you. Yeah, now. it's a different yeah. culture for me. Yeah. Uh, because we've got um, uh, Junan Sun also here in South yes. Africa, who comes from mainland China, yes. I think. Uh, but he's and I've chatted to him also, and I think he feels very similarly to you. He's now grown up in a different culture here. Yes, and he feels I think m much more at home here now. Yeah, and obviously you do too in the sort of Western style now. Uh, and where do you live in London? Uh, near P 
Peckham. So that's uh, southeast. It's still in zone two, so not too far from yeah. central. Yeah, but London is is guess I guess similar to Joburg in a way. If you want to get anywhere, it takes like forty five to an hour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at least you've got good public transport there. Yeah, but that public transport still will take you forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you spend quite a lot of your life traveling around. Yeah, basically, yeah, at least two hours per day on the public transport. Wow. Yeah. And talk to us about the teaching now, because it sounds as though you're starting to build up a. Uh, some teaching as well. Yeah, I have a number of private students, uh, but which allow me the flexibilities if I am go, I'm a, I have to go on tour at the drop of a hat, uh, which often happens. Like someone calls you a week before, oh, can you join us on this trip and you know do that, and I will. I have to be able to chop and change and you know reschedule lessons. So not having too many students also helps. And uh, private ones also allow me that flexibility. If I had to teach at a school, then it will have to be on certain days. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and do you find that the training that you've had, both here at UCT and in PE and at the Royal College of Music, enables you to to pass on your knowledge and information? Are you? Do you think you're a good teacher? I like to think so. <laughs> and your students do too. Well, they like me enough to still study with me. <laughs> and they're making good progress. <laughs> um, yeah, they're making good progress, but most of them are still beginners. Mm. Yeah, uh, I feel that it is the most important time to, to get a good grounding is when you first start. So, you know, no bad habits develop. Uh, so, yes, I'm very strict with them. <laughs> well, as I'm sure people were strict with you too. I mean, I think of Farida must have been pretty strict. I mean, I've always <laughs> thought of her as a rather strict person. Yeah, uh, definitely the Russian teachers are very strict. Uh, my my first teacher in PE, she's Romanian. Uh, I don't, not sure if you know her, Eugenia Doina Bruno. I do know her. You yes. do know her. <laughs> yes. So yes, she was my first teacher. Also strict. Uh, she was strict, but in. In a different way, in a different way. <laughs> I think she mostly she did want me to have fun, yeah, 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 and to 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 because a lot of I think too many teachers and parents, mm, uh, sad to say, in some ways, uh, put a lot of pressure on their on their children to to learn an instrument and to get better at it. But it's ultimately it has to come from the the child, him or herself. Yeah, and that's where real progress happens. Yeah. yeah, because actually playing the violin does need a lot of self-discipline. Yes, indeed, uh, a lot, possibly more than other instruments. I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I can't say because I didn't play yeah. uh, the French horn or <laughs> or the oboe. Well, I think playing anything to a high yeah. degree needs a lot of discipline, but somehow playing the violin to get over those early stages needs a lot of dedication. I think. Yeah, it does sound pretty horrible in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> That's why you need to do it when you're young and you don't notice it so much. Let's listen to your next choice, which is uh, another movement of that uh, string quartet that you so enjoy by Mendelssohn, the string quartet in F minor. This is the second movement. Rather quirky little ending there of the second movement of the string quartet in F minor by Mendelssohn, played by the Henschel Quartet. What is your quartet known as? <laughs> we don't or has it no name yet? <laughs> no name yet. <laughs> no name that be it. Well, you better think of one. 
yeah. I think it's important to have a good name. Now, you've talked about the repertoire you do play with the disabled orchestra, the para orchestra, and you've talked about your chamber music. Do you also get an opportunity to play standard orchestral repertoire? Yes, I do. Um, I actually did a year. So it's a uh, in England. It's the only, basically, the only orchestral academy for for recent graduates, called Southbank Symphonia. So after I graduated, I auditioned. I got in. Uh, they accept thirty three players per year. So they are a chamber orchestra, and from the months of. Uh, late January all the way to late October. It's a very intensive program of core repertoire. Uh, so ranging from anything uh, from Mozart, Beethoven, all the way to Schnitke. I've done Schnitke with them as well. So, <laughs> And they also, they've been doing very interesting things. Uh, also doing lots of modern works. A lot of, recently they've been promoting a lot of female composers as well. So that uh, male and female composers can can share an equal opportunity, uh, having their works performed. Yes, uh, but yeah, core repertoire. Uh, what would you like to know, Richard? Well, no, I'm just uh, because a lot of people who train, as you did at UCT, most of the stuff that you played in orchestras there was probably standard repertoire. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if you miss that sort of thing because I notice your next choice, which we're going to hear now is the symphony number one in C minor by Brahms, and it's the second movement. So let's just listen to that, and then we'll come back to this afterwards. This is the New York Philharmonic. The second movement, Andante Sostenuto, of the symphony number one in C minor by Johannes Brahms, the New York Philharmonic Orchestra under Kurt Mazur. The choice of Tu Fan Tang, who's my guest in People of Note. He's visiting South Africa at the moment, just doing some concerts, and then he's on his way back to London. And it's just gone seven o'clock. We'll take a short break and we'll be back after this. And welcome back to part two of People of Note. I'm talking to Tzu Fan Tang, who is a young violinist, South African, now living in London, but returning home. Um, have you been back to play other concerts, or is this the first time you're coming back to play? Have you just been back for holidays previously? Yeah, previously, besides playing uh, a concerto with the Eastern Cape Philharmonic a few years ago, uh, it's been mostly to play with some friends in Cape Town, and this time I'm in Joburg for the very first time to 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 to, to meet the musicians here. Yeah. Yes. And what sort of program have you offered here in Joburg? Or have you been playing? Are you doing a concert as well? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I've offered the sh the main main course is the Chausson concert for piano, violin, and string quartet, and then I'm doing. Uh, I did a few um, a Leclerc sonata for two violins and the, the Prokofiev sonata for two violins. Yeah. Very good, and. Uh, are you planning to come back regularly? Because the, what is nice is when people who go abroad do come back to sort of plow back into South Africa once you've left. <laughs> so we hope you will come back more often. I'm hoping to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's always uh, heartwarming to be back in my homeland. And yeah. <laughs> and, and to enjoy the hospitality and music making that we do here. 
Your your next choice of music is by Johann Sebastian Bach, the aria and variation one from the Goldberg Variations. Murray Pariah is the pianist. Part of the Goldberg Variations by Johann Sebastian Bach, played by Murray Pariah. Have you made any recordings yet, Sufan? Well, uh, the concert I did in Johannesburg recently will have uh, a, an archival recording of it, yes, and hopefully, if the quality is good enough, uh, I'll share it with you, Richard. So. And you can put it on YouTube. Yes, I'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't been involved in any recordings in London yet. No, 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 no labels, record labels, yeah. or making albums. And have about. you had a chance to uh, perform elsewhere in Europe? I mean, I know you were touring with an, the Para Orchestra. Um, have you played around Europe at all? Uh, I did the the South Bank Symphonia that was the part that I was a part yes. of for for that year, and we have a festival in a small town in Italy in, called Anghiari, and I played the Pitteris Vasks Violin Concerto there in in the venue in Anghiari. So yes, uh, and I did uh, two performances in London as well. Uh, as the the solo part, uh, so yeah, I, that's basically. I think Italy is the only place out of England that I have, you know. Yeah, would you like to be? In. Would you like to be part of a a fixed ensemble, or are you quite enjoying your life as a freelance musician? I, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, in some ways, you do feel like okay, having a fixed ensemble, there's less to worry about. Uh, you don't have to constantly be planning and booking accommodation, booking trips by yourself. Uh, but then, of course, then you have less flexibility. For example, now I've been in South Africa for almost a month, and it's quite difficult if you're fixed <laughs> on yeah. a contract with, yeah. with, an, uh, with an orchestra, and then you wouldn't be able to leave. So you quite enjoy the freedom of being a freelancer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you do a bit of teaching and a bit of playing, uh, and a bit of traveling and a bit of holiday in South Africa, which is <laughs> always good. Um, and do you have plans of things? I mean, you were talking about your quartet that you want to play uh, the Rosamund and the Mendelssohn. Have you got longer term plans of where you might want to go with such an ensemble? Are there competitions for young quartets and so on? Yes, absolutely. So I, th the quartet has been... Uh, They've been sending me messages now that I've been away for so long. They they want to apply for the Prussia Cove Cove Prussia Cove uh, Masterclass Series uh, for next year. So we are hoping to be uh, involved in there and get coached by world class uh, quartet musicians. And uh, yeah, competitions are definitely um, in our pipeline. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah, and yeah. I presume that. Playing in a quartet needs slightly more mature musicians, so it's not necessarily people who've just left college or still at college, but people who've got a bit of experience in the field. Yes, of course. Um, playing quartet is, if I think, probably uh, the hardest, uh, most challenging way of uh, playing chamber music. Uh, four string instruments that have to absolutely trust each other uh, there is no. I don't believe in a, such a thing as I. I have to lead the the quartet. It's we all breathe together. We all set the mood together, and we all s trust that we start together and be 
absolutely in sync. Yeah, there's no, no one, you know, dictating. In okay. charge, yeah. D- yeah. <laughs> but someone has to initiate the whole thing. And that was you, I take it, was it? Yes, I, I initiated. Yeah. So, and everybody, you know, rises up together in the same, with the same energy. Yeah. And that's how, that's, I think, I believe that's how a, a quartet can place together so well. Yeah. Your next choice is by Maurice Ravel. It's the Kaddish, and it's played by Daniel Hope. That was Kaddish by Maurice Ravel, played by Daniel Hope and Peter Ammon on piano. The choice of Tsufan Tang, my guest in People of Note. Do you have an affinity for any particular repertoire? Do you like French repertoire, Russian, British, new repertoire? What, What is your, if you had the choice, what would you choose? Actually, that question is probably quite simple to answer. Um, Every style of music, as long as it moves me and I feel involved in it. Of course, um, everybody has different tastes. Some people might like Wagner. Some people might like Liszt. You know, uh, there are... uh, even during those times, you know, they had their different schools, Brahms and Schumann and Wagner list, they, they didn't get on. Yeah. So people, you know, you you pick a side, but to, for my taste, I still, you know, I like that uh, old romantic language of, of Brahms and Schumann. Yeah, and it looks from what you've chosen here that, that that's where your sympathies lie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you enjoy that romantic uh, style of music and the romantic style of playing also yes yeah and as long as that finds an outlet for you then you'll be a happy man (laughs) and here comes some beethoven now this is from his first symphony not that this is strictly romantic but it's sort of on the brink with beethoven of being in the romantic era symphony number one part of symphony number one by beethoven the choice of Tzu Fan Tang. And it, one of your choices was a slightly longer choice, which we are going to play now, which is by Arnold Schoenberg, mm-hmm. Verklärte Nacht, or Transfigured Night, which is an amazing piece. And we're going to play it in its entirety. Um, I love this music. It's, uh, and I think it's deeply romantic. Even though Schoenberg, people think, is not, it <laughs> is. Yeah, um I, of course, when studying uh, music history at UCT, uh, in my history classes, uh, we had to listen to this. And But it only um, after I had uh, two opportunities to play it in London did I really get to grips wh- with what this music is about. There's so much complexity, intricacies, and so much going on. Uh, and uh, wildly emotional. Uh, it's, it is uh, absolutely the height of uh, the late Romantic language before Schoenberg went and st- st- had to create something new. Yeah. And it's, it's nice that you've been able to play this uh, with presumably a good bunch of string players. <laughs> yes. Because it needs it. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> this is a tough piece. Very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. And um, did you play it with your South Bank Symphonia? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you were talking about them being young, recently graduated professionals. Yes. And is that an orchestra which then is new every year? Yes, it's new every year. So it's it's it essentially acts as a, a a bridge to the the broader profession. It's 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 an academy that uh, we we get to play um, side by side with the professionals of the Royal Opera House mm -hmm. Orchestra and you know St Martin the Acad Academy of St yeah. Martin in the Fields and the BBC Orchestra. So we have an opportunity to work with the the big professional yeah. orchestras through this. And and the colleges, uh, well, you were at the Royal College, but the Academy, presumably the college and the Royal Northern College, are turning out dozens of musicians each year. Well, more than dozens. <laughs> yeah. And all of them somehow have to find a niche in life. And some of them go to teaching, some of them play in orchestras and so on. So it's quite quite a competitive arena there in London. Yeah, it is. It is very competitive. Just uh, thinking of London, you have uh, four major conservatories. You have the Trinity Laban, you have the Royal College, the Royal Academy, and the Guildhall School of Music. So they are, you know, every year you have a f f graduating fantastic level of players. Uh, everybody needs to find their place in the musical society there. Yeah. So things are looking good. No, I'm not talking you particularly, but in the music scene in general. I still think, yes. I think there is definitely enough going on in London for everybody to have a slice, very small slice, of the big cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a wonderful cake. It is a wonderful cake. And you're happy to be there. I am happy, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping that you will keep coming back to South Africa and keep coming to play here. I'm talking to Tzu Fan Tang, a young South African uh, of Taiwanese origin who's now living in London. And we're going to hear his final choice, which is a longer piece. It's 28 minutes long, Verklärte Nacht by Arnold Schoenberg. It's played by the BBC Symphony Orchestra under Donald Runnicles. That was Verklärte Nacht or Transfigured Night by Arnold Schoenberg the BBC Symphony Orchestra under Donald Runnicles, and it was the final choice of Tzu Fan Tang, who's been my guest in People of Note. And just before I say goodbye to him, I just want to remind listeners that this coming Saturday and Sunday, the 7th and 8th next weekend, we've got Starlight Classics taking place at the Country Club in Johannesburg. It's an amazing concert with a great variety of performers. And I hope that uh, many of you will be coming to that. 7th and 8th, Country Club Johannesburg Starlight Classics. I'll be conducting with the Joburg Festival Orchestra and an amazing lineup of soloists, whilst Tzu Fang will be winging his way back to London. Mm -hmm. And what is what have you got coming up sort of immediately now? Immediately, I, uh, I'm... Well, I haven't seen my wife for a long time, so we will go to Paris first for a few days. Uh, but straight after that, I have to take the Eurostar back to London and immediately a four-hour, five-hour train to Cornwall because I have a concert in Cornwall on the 13th of September. So there you go. So lots of good things coming up. Uh, Tzu Fan Tang, my guest in People of Note, 
It's just about 8 o'clock, so we're going to shut down now. And I hope you've all enjoyed listening to his choices of music. I'll be back with Full Works each weekday evening from 8 to 11. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we say thank you for listening and a very good night.